Hi, I'm Shelley Cameron, CEO of the City of Philadelphia's Division of Aviation, and you're listening to my podcast, Taking Off with Shelley Cameron, where I take you behind the scenes of the Philadelphia International Airport and the Northeast Philadelphia Airport. Taking Off is a rare glimpse inside one of the busiest airport systems in the United States. In this episode, we will talk to one of Northeast Philadelphia Airport's tenants and very valued partners, Leonardo Helicopters. In March of 2019, Leonardo announced a $65 million plan to build a 60,000-square-foot training facility that will help bring more than 160 new jobs to Leonardo Helicopters and the Philadelphia region. It's a very exciting project, and I'm even more excited to have Bill Hunt, the CEO of Leonardo Helicopters Philadelphia, joining me today. Bill, thank you so much for being on the program. I'm excited. Thank you. So, Bill, I've got to start by talking about your rich history at the Northeast Airport. Leonardo's been there since 1980, and you've been there for quite a while yourself. Is that right? That's correct. We started out at Northeast Philadelphia Airport in 1980. We were located in a single hangar across the airport, actually, from where we're at today. And I came to the company a little over 13 years ago in 2006 as part of our continuing expansion into producing aircraft at Northeast Philadelphia Airport. So up until 2004, we were really just a service center for aircraft that were delivered out of Italy into the United States, and we were primarily around an aftermarket support. And the conversion from 2004 on was to bring final assembly and delivery of aircraft onto the Northeast Airport. From what I understand, Leonardo has since manufactured over 500 American-made Philly-manufactured helicopters, which are in service around the world. Is that right? That's correct. So in 2004, we opened what we call affectionately the Koala line, which is the AW119 line. That aircraft is pilot, co-pilot, and up to six passengers in the back. And in 2005, 2006, we opened the AW139 line here. That really has been a significant part of the expansion of the plant around the, the 139 program. And between those two production lines, we've delivered a little over 550 aircraft, over 500 actually in the last 10 years. So we've averaged around 42 to 45 aircraft a year. And then about three years ago, we brought on board the AW609 program from a flight test center down in Fort Worth, Texas, up to Philadelphia, mainly around moving the program from a flight test program to a actual development and production facilitization. So the AW609 is a real game changer. Yes, yeah, so the 609 is a tilt rotor aircraft using the same type of technology that the V22 aircraft uses. It has engines in the cells at the end of the wing that can transition from a vertical takeoff mode to a full flight configuration. The aircraft has been under development for a, a number of years. The great things about so many people say, well, it's been it's been in development for a long, long time, but the great thing about the aircraft is as it's been developed, especially recently, 
all of the newest technologies that are available on the market have now been embedded into the aircraft. So although the technology itself around tilt rotor has been out there for a long time, this aircraft will be state-of-the-art in every facet. It's a pressurized cabin, so unlike typical helicopters, it can fly above the weather, low noise, point-to-point transportation will be extremely valuable, can operate in adverse terrain environments, it's all weather, latest safety technology, twice as fast as a typical helicopter. So the other thing a lot of people ask is, you know, so in the configurations that you currently build, what will the 609 be like? Well, it's it'll be just like any other helicopter we build. It, it's capable of being a search and rescue aircraft. It's capable of being a flying VIP transport. All the typical missions you see a helicopter flying this aircraft will be able to do as well. Bill, I know that you're a Philadelphia native. What does it mean to you personally to be able to facilitate the production of a game-changing aircraft like the AW609? Well, to be honest, it's pretty amazing for me. I grew up in Northeast Philadelphia. I grew up in the Bustleton section not five minutes away from where the plan is today. I, I went to high school at Archbishop Ryan. I went uh, graduated with my master's from Villanova. So I've been in this area my whole life. And ironically enough, for those who have followed the 609 program over the years, it started out as a Bell Boeing program. And when I was at Boeing, I was actually on the program at the time as a composite engineer technologist. So come full circle, the programs moved and eventually moved back to Augusta Westland, now Leonardo Helicopters, and back underneath me. It's been quite an adventure. It's always fantastic to be around new technology. Most of the people that have worked for me know, though, it's it's all about the people, surrounding yourself with the right people, good people, people that value the technology they're around every day. And that's another great thing about the 609 is it's drawing more and more engineering and technology-driven thinking into the plant. So during that time prior to the 609, we were doing a lot of production work and starting development work on site with the the 119 and the 139, 609, owning the development and the certification of that product and the kind of people you need to be surrounded with to do those kind of things has really been a game changer for us for the site as well because it's, it's brought a whole different mindset and approach to our product. You have such a unique background, and I think in large part you've been very successful in navigating Leonardo through the last 13 years with this new program. You have a technical background, but you made a comment a couple minutes ago about it's all about the people. And I would say that, yeah, you've got the technology background, but you're a true leader. I just think that that's a very unique combination. Talk, could you talk just a second about your leadership style and why you think that works with a production type operation? Well, my biggest approach is engagement and involvement of the people. No one person ever knows everything they need to know. And the the more you can create an environment where people are comfortable with the ability to think and be able to bring those thoughts forward and suggest improvements and creating an open environment where people are open to those suggestions and they're looking for them on a regular basis. 
so that you're constantly looking to improve. I'm also a very big integrator, so I really believe in cross-functional teaming and cross-functional thinking so that people are finding no dependencies upon one another because the other piece becomes even if you have a good organization within your company, that's strong, but it's not helping the weaker parts of the business become stronger by sharing knowledge and seeing how they can help one another you tend to miss opportunities to, to become better. So I'm very big on integrating and I'm very big on and allowing my teams to manage their business. So we have multiple facets across the company here from the training to customer support to production to supply chain. And, you know, my expectation is setting up each of those individual businesses, so to speak, to be successful in their own way. And then the culmination of all of that as it rolls up becomes a system that's successful, so to speak. And it's about engaging the people. You got to be out there, even as the CEO, walking the floor, making people sure people see you, that they have access to you. I have a a calendar event every day called Open Topics where my door is open and for a half hour a day, anyone can come up and ask for some time just to talk. So creating an open atmosphere and then teaching others how to be able to do that, I think, is the biggest part. I agree with you. I think you have to be seen to be successful. So let's shift gears and talk a little bit more about the training academy that you Mm -hmm. are building. From what I understand, it's going to feature classrooms and lounges and maintenance training bays, virtual enhanced training devices, full-flight simulators. Could you talk to our listeners about what this project means? to the program and why you're so excited about it? The thought from the very beginning was to create a campus, a complete campus. And although we're not as gigantic as other OEMs you would find, we have everything on site, including a training academy, but not one that was capable of delivering all of the advanced training that's required today to really be able to assure that your customers can fly safely. You know, and that's in the end what it's all about. Whoever gets in the aircraft in the end needs to get out of the aircraft when it's all said and done. So our thought around it was to create a an experience here on campus, especially with the 609 coming on board, where a customer could see the full range of everything that we supply them as a customer. So they could see our production capabilities. They could walk over and see our customer support area They could look at where we do our maintenance, repair, and overhaul. They could see where their pilots and their maintenance crews are going to be trained and some of the customers themselves who are, for example, VIP operators. Many of them are flyers themselves, so they want to experience that as well. Having the 609 come here came partially with an advanced simulator as part of it that we embedded in it with the 609 team. For me, seeing customers and people come in and interact with that made it even more important for me to be able to create that experience. So what we decided to do was to take a portion of the plant and create a full-blown training academy. So taking what we currently have in another part of the plant and sort of moving it over in the new area. So that's the classrooms and the the training techniques and, and all that come with it. But then creating an environment where we could put full-flight simulators. So the plan today is that we would have three full-flight simulators in the training academy. One 
is one that's currently operating already that we will move here. The second will be the 609, and that full-flight simulator is required as part of the uh, certification of the 609, which is upcoming in the near future. And then the third simulator will be a multi-use simulator where you can roll cockpits in and out so that you could have full-flight capability for the 119s. And although we don't build them here, we also service the AW169 here. We service the 189 here in, in the U.S., and also the 109. So having a kind of family simulator where depending upon requirements, you could move in and out the different configurations of the airport. And then the other big thing becomes the maintenance trainers. So we support full maintenance trainers available to those customers that are buying aircraft, including a full production version of the 609. So you can imagine the winged aircraft inside that training bay where customers can come in and take engines in on and off rotor blades, go into systems, understand what it's required to maintain the aircraft as well. And that's also part of creating a safe environment where customers are are comfortable with how their aircraft is going to be maintained. So that's the idea. We've actually broke ground. We've cleared out the area and we're starting construction. So we're we're excited about uh, moving on and, and completing the project in, in 2020. And Bill, you've been really very kind to host me a couple of times for a tour of your facility. And I just want to tell our listeners, it is incredibly impressive what you're doing. And, and the way you do it, everything is clean, it's orderly, your employees are, are focused on safety first. It's really an impressive operation. Yep, I appreciate that because we, we tell everybody that comes to the facility and all the people here that are seeing the visitors come through, if there's one visitor that comes in and is not an advocate of what we're doing, then then we've lost somebody. So everybody that comes in here should see and feel the things that you're seeing when you come through. And, and no day should be a special day. Every day you should be ready for somebody to come through and feel like, those feelings you just described. Well, we, the city of Philadelphia, the Division of Aviation in particular, we have such a special relationship with you at the Northeast Airport, and we are just so grateful for it and everything that you bring to the community. I think, Bill, that's all the time we have today, and I just want to thank you for joining us. To learn more about Philadelphia International Airport and Northeast Philadelphia Airport, please visit our newly redesigned website, phl.org. Org. And Bill, for folks who want to find out more about your programs, where could they go to get information? They can just go to leonardocompany.com and they will, uh, they'll be able to see all the different products that are out there. Great. Bill, thank you again for taking the time to do the podcast with me today. I'm Shelly Cameron. Thank you so much for listening. Mm-hmm.